Children, thank you for being such wonderful leaders today. You're blessing us all. So I wanted to stand here and preach today to preach to you first and also to everybody else. Because I want to tell you about one of the most important words in the world. The word is neighbor. And no matter how old you are, whether you're 5 or 10 or 7 or 12 years old or 50 years old or 100 years old, always it will be one of the most important words in your life. Some of you have just received the Bible. One of the most important words in the Bible is neighbor. In the Old Testament, we learn that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we also learn that we are to love God with all our soul and all our strength and all our might. And then in the New Testament, Jesus takes both of those commands and ties them together like shoestrings so that we can't separate them. We love God and we love our neighbor as ourselves. The word neighbor is also right at the center of one of the most important questions in all of the Bible. Who is my neighbor? You might think of your neighbor as maybe somebody who lives right beside you in your house. Maybe your neighbor is whoever's living in your neighborhood. Maybe your neighbor you think of as whoever sits beside you in class or the pew. When I was your age, I used to watch a television show called, uh, led by a man named Mr. Rogers. He's one of the great saints of America. And someone once asked Mr. Rogers the same question, who is my neighbor? And Mr. Rogers said this, your neighbor is whoever you happen to be with at the time. Well, once upon a time, the people called God's people had their neighborhood taken away from them. It's a very sad story. The mighty Babylonians came and invaded and attacked the holy city, Jerusalem. And they took away the king of Judah and all of his court. And they took away the military leaders and all the soldiers. And they took away the uh, shopkeepers and the artists and the farmers and all their families and all their stuff, and led them away to a foreign land that didn't look anything like their neighborhood. They even chained hooks through their noses and through their, well, it's children's Sabbath. Let's not go all the way there. But they, all you need to know is they were chained together and led away, and it was so sad and so difficult. And when they got to this foreign place with foreign people and foreign leaders and foreign food that they didn't like to eat and foreign languages that they didn't understand and foreign temples and gods that they didn't know how to pray to. They wanted to leave as soon as they could. And some of their leaders said, don't worry, we won't be here that long. But that's when a man named Jeremiah 
the man you just heard Paul David read to us about. Jeremiah stood up in the midst of the people and he said, actually, we are going to be in this foreign land for a long time. So here's what you do. Build your houses and plant your gardens and go on dates and make your life here. Be good neighbors and God will bless you and God will bless your neighborhood. Now, Again, when I was your age, I used to like to go play outside, and I had a big area of woods all behind my house. It was like my own personal kingdom to explore. And me and my best friend Patrick would go out in the woods, and we'd take a rake and a shovel and hoe and other tools, and we'd take, oh, I don't know, backpacks full of snacks like hot dogs and things, and marshmallows and graham crackers and lighters. And we would go, and we would clear out a space, and we would put a border of sticks and logs and rocks, and we'd dig a pit, and we'd line it with rocks, and we'd go and gather firewood, and we'd throw it in the pit, and we'd fix little benches for ourselves, and we'd start a fire, a little campfire, and we'd cook our hot dogs and cook our s'mores. And it was like we were kings of our whole forest. Our whole, this was our neighborhood that we made, that we built, and that was special to us. Maybe you do something like that sometimes. You might not do it outside. Maybe you build pillow forts out of your couch pillows. Well, we used to do this all the time, but one time we made a really good fort. Uh, it was very durable, very well crafted architecturally. And we came back to it the next day to find that it had been destroyed somebody had come out into the woods and found our fort and knocked everything over and strew it in, with leaves and made an awful mess. You know how that made me feel? Pretty mad. It made me feel mad. It also made me feel sad. But it also made me feel like, hey, I don't want to give up. I'm going to rebuild. And so Patrick and I, we rebuilt that fort Fast forward to just a couple of years ago in my neighborhood here in Asheville, where Aaron and I and Elle and Ozzie live, there was um, a, a big crew of men who came to our neighborhood to replace some old pipes buried in the ground. You can't even see them, but they were so old they needed to be replaced. And so they came with big trucks and bulldozers and chainsaws and handsaws and all kinds of equipment. And it was really loud and boisterous and kind of scary. And they started digging up our front yard. Well, at the time, El and Ozzie and Aaron and I, we weren't home. But our neighbor Ruth was. And she saw that they were about to knock down the old cherry trees right there in the front yard. And Ruth came out of her house and she marched up to those big old guys and she said, you can knock down the pine trees, but you can't knock down these cherry trees. These are my neighbor's cherry trees. Now Ruth is about five foot four inches tall and she's about 108 pounds ringing wet. And those big guys stepped back 
And they said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and those cherry trees are still standing. You know why? Because of our neighbor. Our neighbor made sure that the little piece of land that just for us didn't unravel There's a new book coming out this week by a woman named Shannon Martin, and it's called Start With Hello. It's about how to be good neighbors. Sometimes it's hard to make a new friend, to be a good neighbor. How do you start to do that? Well, She says it's pretty simple. All you do first is you walk up to a person who is a stranger and you say hello. And then they're not strangers anymore. They start to be your neighbor. That's kind of how faith starts. That's how neighborhoods start. That's how we start to be good neighbors. We just say hello. You know what? To be church, to be church, you got to have people willing to go out and say hello to neighbors. And I want you to know that our church is really good at being good neighbors. We reach out to people and say hello all the time. We reach out to hungry people and we say hello. We reach out to people who need clothes and we say hello. We reach out to each other and, and say hello and we teach each other how to grow in our faith. We really do have a, a wonderful neighborhood. It's a good day to be in this neighborhood right now. It all starts, though, with learning how to say hello. Recently, we were out, some church leaders and I were out at another church, and we were meeting some new neighbors. And a woman came up to me after the meeting, and she said, hello, my name is Inez. She said, I grew up many years ago in a neighborhood right across the street from yours. She said, my father died, and I lived with my mother, and I had a front yard and a backyard to play in. And you know what? My mother, she owned that house. That was our house. And I loved that house, and I loved my neighbors. But one day, a big group of men with bulldozers, and all kinds of other equipment showed up, and they changed the way that neighborhood looked forever. forever. And they tore down the houses, and they took the people to live in new places. And Inez still remembers how that made her feel. And so we told Inez about the story of our church and what we're doing now to build a neighborhood. And she said, tell me more about that. And so we told her about our church and the new neighborhood that we're trying to welcome and some of the special things that we do as a church. And when she heard about the Academy for the Arts, she said, you know, I've got a daughter who plays the saxophone. And I sure would like to be a new neighbor and part of your new neighborhood. And so we told her about all the ways that she could be part of our neighborhood. And I'm very happy to say 
that now we have a new friend in Inez. And even though some very hard things happened in her neighborhood, now together we're able to do something beautiful again. Well, all it started with was this phrase, hello neighbor. Back to Ruth, five foot four, 108 pounds. Ruth moved away not too long ago. And we welcomed some new neighbors into that house. And one day we went over and said hello to them. And then over this summer, they found out that one of my kids really liked going to their house and picking blueberries from their blueberry bush. So one afternoon, we heard a knock on the door, and there were Dan and Mary, our new neighbors, and they had a big basket of fresh blueberries from their yard. And as they walked in and handed us the blueberries, you know what the first words they said were? Hello, neighbor. You know, I think with those words and with the blueberries, this is the beginning of a beautiful new friendship. The Lord bless and keep each one of you children. I'm so glad that we're neighbors.